There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to a belated final episode of 2017 of Just Make the Thing. This is a bit late. We procrastinated a lot in getting it uploaded and edited, but I think it's still really worth a listen just to reflect on the year that was 2017 and also to start to get our heads into this new 2018, especially now that it's February. So thanks again for checking out the show. I'm your host, Claire Tonti, and with me again is Chanel Luchev. So let's get stuck into reviewing the year that was and the lessons we learned along the way. Hello, Chanel. Hi, Claire. Hello. <laughs> We've made it to the end of 2017. Oh, God. Thank goodness. By the skin of our pants. It's really been. <laughs> or teeth. <laughs> Probably teeth. <laughs> That's Pear the same. skins. That's yeah. A I've, have I ever told you how bad I am at mixing metaphors? I like it though. It kind of yeah makes me laugh. I like it too, but I don't do it on purpose. Do you know what I think of when you say skin of pants? What? So in my oh, course, in my course, they talk about um, the um, the bunders, which are like the locks internally in your system. And they're uh-huh. meant when you they're meant to be they've got like spiritual or philosophical ties, but they've actually physical things that happen in your body when you practice. So the idea is if if you're locking up or engaging certain muscles, then you're actually um, maintaining core strength and like strength in your spine and all sorts of things. It's, oh. it's the greatest. Anyways, wow. so they try to explain mulabunda, which is the root lock, which is the one near your pelvic floor. Yeah. So if you say to a woman. Where's your pelvic floor? Anyone that's done Kegel exercises <laughs> knows what knows where it yes, is, right? Yes, Possibly certainly. has had children. Totally understands Definitely where I'm coming knows from. Where it is or isn't? Has laughed a bit too hard one day. Probably knows what I'm talking about. Certainly, right? yes, yeah. <laughs> so yes. they say engage the pelvic floor muscles, and it's kind of like holding it in, like. Like you feel like you need to go to the bathroom, but just holding it in slightly. That's ah. the, so that actually engages all your core muscles, all yes. your lower abdo- abdominal muscles, and your pelvis, and actually maintains stability in the pel- ah. in the pelvis. Interesting, okay. right? So, so they tried to they tried to explain how to do this for men because it's a bit difficult given men don't have the same anatomy down there. Yes, and the teacher said, "Imagine a barbed a man trying to jump over a barbed wire fence." <laughs> in oh, jeans God. and the jeans trying to hold everything in and not getting the jeans caught on the barbed oh, wire goodness. fence. Oh, goodness. That sounds very drastic. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm like, skin of the jeans. Skin of the jeans. Trying not to pee. Yeah. Good idea. Good yes. Oh, just with the doors open. Yep. Just yes. Just having a good old We're having good old, yeah. Oh, no. Okay. Bye. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs> oh, he's the worst. <laughs> 
just put my son down for a nap. <laughs> what a jerk. What a jerk. <laughs> uh, he's doing his annual, as I've told you, panic last minute Christmas mm-hmm, shop mm-hmm. with him and his really good friend Joe mm-hmm. every year. They go and do a last-minute panic shop because it's, what, two days before Christmas? But could you imagine how many men would be in the store right now, like in, yeah. in Melbourne? It would just be crazy. It would be so crazy. <gasps> Speaking of, because we were going to do our Christmas year in review, mm-hmm. how awful were the events that happened in Melbourne recently, mm, yeah. like a couple Gosh. of days ago? Because you work in the city. Yeah, yeah. So I was on Collins Street when I saw a couple of police cars and an ambulance speed down the street mm. and I was like oh god I hope nothing bad's happening because I mean yeah. I, that happens often around the CBD because yeah. there's so many hospitals and accidents and things that happen yeah totally. it's hard to sort of know yeah and just for people who haven't or most people that listen to this probably aren't from Melbourne mm. but there was a guy who jumped in his car and during it was like peak it's a street that's just Probably one of the busiest pedestrian streets in Melbourne. Yeah, so it's yeah, it's near the major, the most major um, Flinders Street yeah, station. station in Melbourne. It's across the road from um, like a big like dining and arts precinct, and also it kind of borders um, the one river of our biggest. Too. Yep, the river and one of our um, biggest parks, and so it's it is a lot of human traffic sort of around there. Lots yeah. and lots of people all the time. Yeah, and a guy jumped in his car and just drove a whole lot of pedestrians. Yeah, over. yeah. Which and luckily though, I think nobody's died. No, there was there was some, some serious injuries, but there's been no um, fatalities for as, as much as I understand. Um, and the guy um, has some serious mental health issues. That's what mm. I can gather. Yeah, yeah. So, gosh, you just don't know what's around the corner. Twenty seventeen mm-hmm. has been. A doozy of a year. <laughs> I feel like everyone's just scraping by by the skin of their pants, oh, as we say. Yes. Yeah, so it's yeah. been crazy. I also found out Jamila Rizvi, who I interviewed for this podcast earlier in the year, has a brain tumor. Oh, my goodness. She got di- it's benign, mm-hmm. but she's going to have it operated on. She's got a little boy who's two, like the same oh. age as my little one. Um, and she's just this incredible, powerful force for women and she's, yeah, I just couldn't believe that That's when amazing. I saw that recently. I know. Poor so thing. Lots of things have happened this year. Great things too, though. There's been lots yes. of good things. There has been some good things. Yeah. So how about you? What's your highlight reel? Um, I think probably finishing my course, especially yes. given about two months beforehand, I was very convinced that I was going to fail or at the very least not be able to sit my exam because of my attendance issues. So, um finishing my course and actually my graduation night was like a bit of a highlight. I really liked that a lot more than I thought that I than thought that I would. Yeah. So, yeah. I'm so proud of you. No, oh, thanks. Because I thought about from the very beginning when we started this and we were talking about having a creative passion and doing something for mm. you and exploring that thing and just making the thing yes. as we've been talking about and doing something that fills up your heart. Yeah. But it isn't always easy and there's so much sacrifice that goes along with it. And for you, that whole, like you worked so hard and then you had to go after work on a Wednesday <laughs> night to go do do it and commit to it and yeah. all the neuroses that comes with it. But you finished it. I have. I finished it and I have a certificate so and everything. You're a yoga teacher now. I am a yoga teacher now, which is kind of, yeah, it's weird and it's an interesting it's an interesting space actually now because I'm starting to meet more and more yoga teachers and it's just nice. 
um, connecting with people that are like-minded and kind of almost, uh, this is going to sound really hippie-ish, but like, no, I love who, it. like you're kind of drawn to their soul. Do you know oh, what I, I mean? Love that is so hippie. <laughs> but I love it. I love it. Oh, I'm listening to Oprah's podcast, which is one of my recommendations. Oh, okay. Year, actually, I love her podcast so yeah. much. Um, it's just her Super Soul Sunday show, but on a podcast. But she talks I about. I love that title, by oh, the way. It's so good. She has, it's Super Soul Sunday. So mm-hmm. every Sunday she interviews someone incredible, like an Eckhart Tolle or an Elizabeth Gilbert, mm-hmm. um, someone who's done a lot of talking and thinking about the soul and who we are and why we're here and what our purpose is and finding our like deeper meaning in life. And mm-hmm. it's so good. And she always asks at the end, what is a soul? And she always says it in her like real Oprah, uh. like, I am part of the universe. She really like, is. Uh, she reminds me a bit of the god goddess from Captain Planet. Do you remember Gaia? <laughs> oh, my God. I loved her. Totally. She's totally like that. So I reckon that it sounds funny, but Oprah sort of coming back on the scene in mm. one, has been one of my highlights. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I just really love that woman. I think she really um, is trying to change the world in a way that isn't like everyone must be good person mm. or like shouty. Yeah. It's just she's just exploring what it is to be a good person within yourself mm. and finding your best life. Oh god, now this is getting really heavy. No, but I love it. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And and it's not about trying to change the people around you. It's changing your vibration and who you are mm-hmm. and then that automatically changes things yeah changes your environment changes absolutely because you don't I mean don't you think when you there's something like that you can't that's not necessarily visible but um that physically draws you to or away from certain personalities Mm. so true like and I think those kinds of people that lead by example and just admit to this radiant yes something yeah, or other light you're like or oh i just want to be around it i just I want know, to be in the glow i know <laughs> and and i i just love that i i love that idea because i think there's been points in this year where i've really just sunk into my shoes mm. and and you can get trapped in this whole idea of talking about other people in a negative light and easily looking at all the dark stuff because my god this year has had some dark yeah. things and you can get stuck down there when actually you meet people like that and you and you or you listen to something or you read something that makes you turn to the light and kind of go yep oh yeah it's actually there's amazing things about the world and incredible things yep yeah so what are the other things you've learned from this year um so i think for me this year has been an exercise in um kind of regaining my confidence and my self-esteem especially with work so in my previous job i struggled with that a lot Mm. um i had a manager who had like a managerial style that just didn't we just didn't gel and i really lost a lot of faith in my ability to do anything constructive and useful and that was really hard because Um, I think when you get into a groove of something, like I've been in this industry for almost 10 years, when you sort of feel like you understand things and you have a grasp of things and then there's someone that actually is your influence that's telling you, no, 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 you're wrong all the time. You start to think it, you kind of can't help but think Mm -hmm. it. Um, So when I actually moved jobs, I had the exact opposite experience and that's been really uplifting for me because I'd really lost like a lot of my confidence 
and comfort mm-hmm. amongst people, like professionals. Um, yeah, and, and in particular, like some of the um, secretariat work I do, the chair of the um, the panel I work for is an ex federal court judge so he's a very bright man and I always feel like I'm gonna say something stupid I'm oh, pretty man. sure I have I always feel like that <laughs> like yeah. I probably have said stupid stuff before I bet you haven't uh, I'm pretty sure I have and I think like he's just so lovely and polite I don't think you would ever correct me <laughs> but um I had a bit of a catch-up with my manager um my current manager a couple of weeks ago and he was just so grateful which is really, it's interesting. Um, gratitude is so much more important to me than all the other stuff that comes along with it. Because some of the stuff I do is a little bit, can be a little bit dreary or mundane. But um, he's just, yeah, he was just really grateful. And he said, oh, by the way, um, you know, Jeff thinks you're really impressive and he's really confident and comfortable with the way that you do things. And then Jeff actually gave me some really good personal feedback. And he's like, I really like what you've done with this particular piece of work he's like I couldn't have done it better myself and I was like but oh. you're so much smarter than me and this is you don't understand I'm like don't get, don't cry Chanel don't cry oh, wow. I cry a lot these days but oh, um welcome to the world yeah Claire. <laughs> wow but I think I mean there, yeah there's I think it was more just something there was something heartening in that knowing that um you're valued yeah someone's seen you and not a dummy you're not well. a dummy. <laughs> oh, Lord. But you know what I mean. You are not. I know exactly what you mean. <laughs> because I think in your previous job, you were really feeling, A, that you were doing, I remember that time you came in, you were just like, spreadsheets, <laughs> and I hate everything. Yeah. So being in a job where, A, you feel valued and seen for the work that you're doing in a yeah. really great job. And also, when you think about this year, I mean, you had that job that you didn't get that mm. was like massive fail, yeah. and you were just like, everything sucks. But then from that, you ended up being like, fought over yeah. for these other other jobs and then you've landed in a position where you're working with people that you respect and you know there's always complexities around workplaces but yeah of course you know feeling valued and feeling like you've got something to give the world it's well it's just I think it's just made me rethink and re-evaluate where I am in terms of my career trajectory so and I'm certainly not um um in any kind of position where I can exert a whole lot of influence. But I also feel that I have autonomy and the capacity to do good stuff and lead good stuff, mm. which is the whole point of me going into government in the first place. Otherwise, I would have just stayed in the private sector. Um, the other thing is it's made um, me reconsider the role of the yoga teaching in my the scheme of my life and not put so much pressure on it because I think initially I was so unhappy in my old job I was like I need a career change I'm gonna be a yoga instructor immediately (laughs) (laughs) if not sooner and so it's relieved some of that pressure and now I don't feel like I have to be you know turning that into my livelihood anytime soon I can actually just grow and enjoy it and like plant the seeds yeah which is just so much nicer Oh, yeah. And if down the track one day you want to teach a class one day a week or yeah. at night or you want to run a week-long workshop or something or you just want to keep improving your practice, you can do all those things. Yeah. But that's wonderful. You've sort of enriched your life and not put pressure on your creativity. Yeah. and Because I think that's the problem with a lot of this, that 
people often think, well, if I'm not doing it, we've talked about this before. If I'm yep. not doing it as my job, then it's not worth then it. It's not worth it. If mm. I'm not the best at it, then oh, I better just not do it at mm. all. When realistically, it should just be something that chuffs along alongside all the things that you do that make your life more meaningful yeah. and gives you heart space. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. Yep. Yeah, totally. It should hopefully exist to kind of expand your consciousness and your way of thinking. Yes. Rather yes. than make you narrow-minded. And stressed. And stressed. And put all this angry pressure on yourself. Which you and I have a tendency to do. Oh, man, so <laughs> often I've done that this year. Well, even this podcast, mm. I have not edited enough of them like I wanted to release them fortnightly and I've released, I think we've done 12 now all up or I've done interviews in yep. our chats and I've got all of these banked up. I haven't edited and it's become this kind of like frustrating kind of thing where yep. I'm tussling with myself to find time to do it. And now I'm just sitting here talking to you at the end of this year, looking back and thinking this is supposed to be the thing that gives us yeah, or gives me particularly like heart space and something that I'm doing creatively because I want to give outwards and create something. Yeah. I shouldn't be making it into such a huge deal. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm making it. And I think that's what a lot of people get frustrated with when they do something and probably what you were doing with your yoga too. You put too much pressure on it to be the be all and end all. Yeah, I think so. Um, need to chill out a yeah, bit. Yeah, because you find something that gives you joy and so – you feel like if you just focus on that thing and that thing alone and trying mm. to grow that thing intently that you kind of – it'll expand into every aspect of your life and there, therefore there'll be no room for sadness or difficulty or challenges, which is just a load of nonsense. Yes. Because even, so with, even with the stuff that you love – it's still going to be hard. It's still yeah, going to be irritating. Exactly. You know, it's still so going to be challenging true. for you. So, um, so I, I was listening to Elizabeth, I always talk about Elizabeth Gilbert on mm. um, and Oprah talking together, which was like my dream oh, wow. podcast. It was two episodes and I was just like loving myself, <laughs> walking around being like, I'm listening to my guru. I love him. <laughs> I'm just like screaming. But I just loved so much. I listened to the episode three times over mm-hmm. because – she was talking and I've always been fascinated by that idea of the hero's journey. Have mm-hmm. you heard this concept? No. So all throughout human history, um, and I'm not going to explain it anywhere near as well as Elizabeth Gilbert did, but um, all through human history, all through different cultures, no matter whether they've talked to each other or not, they all have the tale of the hero. Mm-hmm. And there's always, it always kind of goes in the same way from mm-hmm. Luke Skywalker to, <laughs> you know, Lord of the Rings mm-hmm. to, um, I don't know, Christianity, Jesus mm-hmm. journey, all of that stuff all has this similar thing in common. You get a call and the hero has to answer the call uh-huh. or deny it. And often they start with being like, no, no, don't ask me, don't ask me to do it. And then um, eventually, like I'm just an ordinary guy I, or I can't do that. And then... Eventually, if they answer the call, like even Martin Luther King follows this mm. pattern, then they start on this journey. Something wonderful happens initially, and then they hit the road of trials, and all these terrible things happen. They have to overcome all these trials, but it teaches them a lot about themselves and that about um, they're kind of preparing themselves for what comes next. Mm-hmm. And then they hit like rock bottom, like dark night of the soul thing where everything looks like it's going. It sounds like the plot of every film you've ever it seen, It really right? does. There's a dark night of the soul where all the shit goes wrong and mm-hmm. it's just blah. 
and then some kind of divine being or presence or Yoda-esque, <laughs> God-esque, mm-hmm. I don't know, Gandalf-esque person <laughs> comes in. Um, actually, and just before the Dark Knight of Soul, there's a whole lot of characters that then appear and you have to figure out whether the characters are like a trickster, whether they're enemies, whether they're friends that look like enemies or enemies that look like friends and they, or they're mentors and they kind of teach you something that is still preparing you for this final battle. And then you hit the Dark Knight of the Soul and then the divine, you kind of ask for help. You sort of at the end of each other, like you ask the divine, whoever it is for help, they help you and give you a final step of the of your journey to then prepare you for the final battle. And then whatever that is, and all of the way, all the trials that you've been through all the way through help you with that final battle and then you overcome and then you, you know, end of the story, happy ending, and then you go back and teach what you've learnt in your journey. Yeah. And you see that repeated again and again and again and again and again through all of human history. And what Elizabeth Gilbert was saying is that there's not, it's not a coincidence that that's the case because mm-hmm. that's what human beings are designed to do. It's in yeah, our right. DNA. Mm-hmm. And people can choose to not follow their, not, not take up the call, but then what happens is they end up kind of miserable and stuck watching Netflix eating a whole lot of ice cream. Oh, and no. Do you know what I mean? And never never seeking or living out their full heart's potential. Oh, yeah, this is getting so hippie, this episode. But I really, <laughs> it just really, I've really um, seen that time and time and again, mm. that if you stick it out and you go on that hero's journey, it's not easy and it looks so different in everybody's life. Sometimes hero's journeys can be really tiny. Like it can just be as much as I'm going to go and join a group or I'm going to go and learn a musical instrument mm-hmm. or I don't know, I'm going to start painting mm-hmm. or maybe it's huge. Like I'm going to go out there and change my whole life and my career. I'm going to, I don't know, break up my marriage mm-hmm. or I'm going to, I don't know, whatever it is, have a baby or start IVF or whatever journey that someone ends up going on, whatever their call is, whatever they're called to do, um, you can deny it mm. or you can take it up. And I think that's, yeah, anyway, that this yeah. year has to me, not that I'm a hero, but just that I felt like in November last year I, I had this idea for Planet Broadcasting and even James's story kind of fits it. Mm-hmm. And it's not saying like that he's a hero in that way, but just like he had this calling to kind of do all this creative stuff and for ages he kept turning his back on it and like just not wanting to do it or, mm. or you know, just partying with his mates or like doing a degree he didn't love or just like being really depressed. Mm-hmm. And it wasn't until he finally started making stuff that everything started to click into place. And then he had yeah. all these trials and terrible things that happened to him to land him in this point. Yeah. And um, I've sort of felt this year that there's been a lot of that. Like I've, we have, we've bought this house and I never thought we'd own a house like this mm. ever. And I'd written about a house like this in my diary since I was five oh that's so cute like really like Mm. honestly just always imagined and thought about it and wanted to have a house that was like full of light and I could bring now I'm gonna cry my friends and family together Mm. and and have a family and um just bring like fill a house with love Mm -hmm. you know and for it to be a happy place and I walked into here after we finally moved in I just cried because I just felt like 
the last five years have been so hard and James and I have had so many battles to fight and then and so many sad things happen to us as well as really incredible things. Mm. We've met so many people along the way um, and learnt a lot and we've kind of landed here now um, and just before we got the house I landed on my face and like shattered <laughs> my teeth. I'm lying on the road and I was just at the end of my road. And I think I was just at the end of my tether. And I remember saying, I'm not learning anything from this. I don't want to learn anything from this. I'm over it. I can't do this anymore. And I just gave up. Yeah. Um, but it's, and to me, that was kind of like that dark night of the soul thing. When I was listening to Elizabeth Gilbert talk about the hero's journey and how just before the darkness, there's a dawn, that whole concept Mm. is in like films and, you know, everybody's life. And then walking into this house after all of that happened sort of felt like that. It was this really strange kind of an amazing feeling. Um, And now I've been here a month, I'm like, I'm not doing enough with my life. (laughs) I had this wonderful feeling and now suddenly I'm like, yeah, but I haven't done enough and I wish I could have done things differently and I need to do more with planet broadcasting and things could be done better. And what am I really giving to the world? And I was teaching and, you know, helping kids and now I'm not really doing that. And you suddenly, it's amazing (laughs) how fast the human brain goes Mm. from like, I'm so filled with light and gratitude. And this is amazing to being like, okay, what's the next Mm. thing? I think, I mean, I think, yeah, look, I think that seems like a very natural reaction to have once you achieve something. You're like, yeah. so what do I do now? Yeah. <laughs> really? Like what's, yeah. what's what's next for me? What's next? But I mean, yeah. how would human beings ever achieve greatness or really achieve real change if they didn't continue to strive? The most successful people in the world have incredibly high standards and often mm. quite low opinions of themselves because so they're just true. like, I... I'm not doing enough. Why isn't this better? I need to do more. Um, yeah. I just, yeah. I mean, I, I understand exactly what you're talking about. And you have. You worked exceptionally hard this year and it has been a particular hard year and, and a hard few years for you. Um, but you sometimes need to stop and go outside and smell your roses. Do you have roses yeah, in we do. Yeah, go and roses. smell them. <laughs> Actually, they all started like – I did that this morning. Oh, did you? Yeah, Lovely. out there. No, I think you're absolutely right. You do need to. It's very hard take though. Deep breaths, yeah. I think if you, um, yeah, want to keep striving to achieve more and greater things with your life, in some ways you'll never be satisfied with what you've achieved. Yeah. But that's not necessarily a bad thing because no. it just means you'll just keep trying. Yeah, that's true. I think. There was something else that Oprah said that really resonated with me about this and, I, and I've and i noticed it come up because I've sort of started to meet some really interesting people this year mm-hmm. who are very successful in their careers, mm-hmm. in their own right, in their, particularly in their creative mm-hmm. pursuit and they've, you would really think, have been on a lot of heroes' journeys and really come into their own. And every one of them, even like a Will Anson who's like a really famous comedian in Australia or Jamila Risby who I met and you know, a whole lot of different people, the common thread seems to be, but I haven't figured it out yet, Mm. but I'm not happy yet, but I haven't done this yet, but I wanted to do more. And what I've started to realise is um, if you'll know when it's like Claire Bowditch sings that line in her song, um, 
you you'll know when it's over because life is finished yeah. <laughs> you know like you're on your deathbed yeah. that's it you'll know if it hurts then you've got to keep on going because mm. that's yep. the way human beings are designed to be yeah but i think what oprah was saying was that she's realized and i mean you would think objectively she's made it you know one would think one yeah. would think if any human being has made it, she has made it but listening to her talk i realized that what in the end makes us happy and and it's contented is is not and i've known this cerebrally because i was brought up this way that external things can't make us happy and no. success doesn't make us happy or content it's not even happiness it's contentment and peace mm-hmm. and you would know this through your yoga practice it's what we do internally mm. Mm-hmm. And so if you don't continue to work on yourself yeah. throughout your entire life, yeah. you'll never I don't know where you'll ever feel truly satisfied with anything that you ever achieve. Yes. Yeah, because you can be objectively successful in your career and have done all these incredible Absolutely. things, made all this incredible artwork, you know, created incredible films, but if you're well, Harvey Weinstein, you know, yes. you look at at people that we've seen this year come toppling down off their pillars. You would think that even if nothing ever came out about Harvey, you can't. I could never think he'd be a happy, contented, oh no way, no no way, no. And he objectively had huge amounts of success and things, but it's that working on your light and your internal headspace. Mm. Um, so another highlight for me this year was reading about positive psychology. Mm-hmm. Have you read mm-hmm. about that? And- I went to a course on it last year, actually. Oh, cool for work. And it was really interesting because I never really stopped and thought about how my brain processes things and experiences. Mm. And um, only sort of then I really realized how much I focus on negative, the negativity or things that go wrong Mm. or things that I don't do well or I'm really quite critical um, and how that actually impacts my view of myself, my view of the world. And that was actually part of the reason. I mean, I kind of had signed up to do this yoga course um, well before I took that course, but they kind of coincided around the same time. And a lot of the philosophy lectures kind of talk about not focusing on the negative or focusing on the past or worrying about the future. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, I guess the, the philosophy, the yogic philosophy is more about presence than rather than looking on the bright side of life or the dark side of life. It's just being in the moment at the time. Mm. Um, So it's not quite like that, but I I can see the value in it, especially if you are a type A personality and you're kind of critical of yourself, have really high standards, don't feel like you're actually, Mm. you know, I guess achieving as much as you could or should. Yeah, I I, um, am – what I took from it what I and what resonated with what you Mm -hmm. said throughout the year – they talked about they did like a study of Harvard students and talked about what actual things we can do to improve our levels of happiness mm-hmm. and contentment in our lives mm. and, and help with depression and anxiety and all mm-hmm. those things. And I I just kind of absorbed them like a sponge and was like, Yes, I love this. I've always thought this. I for ages I had on my a fr- my fridge a sticky note with some of these from a TED talk. Mm-hmm. Um but it was that idea of every day just thinking even you don't even have to write them down three things you're grateful for yeah and three new things every day like you always say that the mm. gratitude thing because that changes the way that you see the world and think and feel mm. um so the gratitude thing journaling they said made a massive difference meditation mm-hmm. um also helps 
exercise, obviously, that's like this huge one that I've just let go the last few months, which is so unlike me and which probably why my brain is like all scattered. Mm-hmm. Um, and then another one was the random acts of kindness. Oh, thing. that's lovely. I know. Really yeah. lovely. Um, and yeah, those things can have a huge impact on your baseline sort of feeling of the way that you move through the world. Mm -hmm. And then they said that that can actually change people. Because some people are naturally born more pessimistic than others. Mm. But doing those things actually really help you change the way that you see and perceive the world and and grow through the world. Um, And those things have really helped me, particularly in the second half of the year, where I've had some really full-on moments where I was just like, the world is a dark place. Mm, and mm-hmm. the other thing I was thinking was when you think about 2017 in review, I mean, we talked at the end of 2016, we were like, well, 2017 will be a great year. <laughs> I think everybody thought that that was going to happen. Oh, gosh. Didn't they? Yeah. yeah. And it's been with all of the Donald Trump stuff that's come out with the Russian implications with the North Korea mm. you know, King Jong-un, um, if that's how you say it, all of those things, you know, Even just the amount of, I feel like, hatred that is just emanating out of that White House at the moment, like Mm. emanating out and then people are kind of absorbing it and emanating it back Mm. and just the complexities in the Middle East, you know, all the things, Myanmar, the atrocities that are happening there and the genocide there, you know, just when you, and then all the terrorist attacks and then all of the bombings and then the, you know, the shootings Mm. in, you know, a hundred different places this year. You just think, gosh, there's something in humanity. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And I guess we've always had this really dark side to us Mm. and we really need to seek light. And how do we do that? And how do we try to make 2017, you know, more? Yeah, well, I mean, there has, there's been a lot of dark stuff but I think that there is that actually has been a slow reaction to that darkness as well so the uh, marriage equality vote the elections in France where they actually voted against the fascist yeah yeah so I mean there is there are things that are happening slowly I mean this stuff takes time and it often takes people to get to a really dark place to realize if you just keep perpetuating that, nothing will ever improve. Dark night of the soul. It's so the I, so my, I mean, my theory is like in life, you should always try and lead with kindness. Yes, I love Like that. outwardly. Yes. And if you just try and have a bit of empathy and lead with kindness, then things actually will improve. I mean, yeah. everyone has to kind of think that way, but um, you can start small in your own home with your own family and your own friends. And don't you think the kindness, the kind acts always stay with you? Other people's generous, yes, yes. kind, the Definitely. kind things they say, they Definitely. will stay with you. Definitely. And also the kind things that you do. Yeah. Occasionally you're just like, 
was a really great friend. Yeah. I brought some lasagna to that Yeah. Person. I, I, found, I found a stranger's wallet in the street once. Did I ever tell you this story? No. I think I might have. So I was walking home from yoga last year, the year before, um, and I found a wallet on the road and it was it was like dark. It would have been about 7.30 during the middle of winter. And um, I recognized the face because um, I opened it up and I was like, oh, Goran, what should I do with this? Should I take this to the police station? or not. And I actually saw that this person had a government pass and it had their name in it. So I took it with me to work and I looked it up and he was actually on the government directory. So I emailed him and I was like, dear, I can't remember his name. Um, I found your wallet. Uh, would you like it back? (laughs) And I heard nothing. Right. So I was like, this is weird. This person really doesn't want their money or their Mm. cards. And then eventually I called a couple of numbers and they're like, oh, no, he doesn't work here anymore. He's on secondment somewhere else. So I eventually um, rang that number, left a message, and I heard nothing. And I spoke to my friend, and she said, oh, have you Facebooked him? I'm like, well, I'm not going to stalk him. That's weird. And she's like, well, you've tried every other way. Why don't you try it? So I looked up, typed his name into Facebook, and he came up. So I added him on Facebook. This is a bit of a long story, but I added, on my, added him on Facebook. And then the next morning, he added me, and he's like, hi, excuse me, uh, do we know each other? and I was like dude I have your wallet I've been trying to get it to you for about two weeks and and he's like oh my god I've been looking for it everywhere and um I was like look I'm in one two one you're in one two one let's just meet on Monday and I'll give it to you so when I dropped it downstairs he was just the happiest person in the world and he bought me some like Aesop moisturizer or something oh, as well. Wow. He's like, thank you so much. You don't understand. I was really worried. I'd lost all my cards. There's a couple of photos in there that are sentimental to me. And um, and now I see him like around work all the time. He's like, still got my wallet. <laughs> <laughs> that is so lovely. But yeah. he's obviously remembered that, you yeah, know. And yeah, I, and he really like was so grateful I was just like and it was just it wasn't you know it wasn't the easiest thing to do I have to be honest to return it to him but um I've remembered that and I was like okay so you try and do something kind for something else it can leave a lasting impression and actually change so in some in some situations maybe not necessarily that one change the trajectory of their Mm, life definitely to show someone that you care whether they're close or not close yeah a stranger you know oh so true and this is another thing that they were saying that you that the knowledge that you can change events around you and mm. have an impact on others is something that really can improve your self-esteem and your level of happiness and contentment. Yeah. Because you because often we get stuck in this thought pattern that nothing we do matters or that we can't change things or nothing will like we we're, we're a bit powerless mm. in the world with all of the events that are happening. Yeah. And that knowledge that no, actually you can, but you're, yeah. you can make actions like that that can help and change other people. Yeah. I mean, and you absolutely, you have the power to change things. If you are unhappy in your situation in life, then there are always steps you can take to change it. And it might not be an immediate thing. It might take a long time and a bit of thinking through, but the only person that can control your happiness is yourself. The only person that can determine your worth in this life is you. Mm. No one else can determine that for you unless you let them. Mm. So 
part of it is also just taking a bit of responsibility for your own destiny, making yes, your own fate. Becoming the grown-up. Yes. Becoming the grown-up. Very in hard. Because <laughs> I've got like a raging two-year-old in my life in general, but also in my brain. It's like, I don't want to do that. I want to eat ice cream and watch Netflix all day. Don't make me do anything exciting or, or challenging. Don't make me get out of bed at this time. Like, you yeah. know, and you do, you have to be that adult in your own head. You really, like, you do. You I've do. got this. Yeah. Like this. Do you have a mantra? Is that a personal yes, question? Yes, I do. No, I'm happy to share it. Okay, cool. Um, so, share away. So, um, so I think I developed it last year and because I'm no good at sitting still and meditating for long periods of time, mm-hmm. my brain yeah. just goes in every direction other than focusing on the present moment, which is... Which is why I really like asana classes because it actually forces me to focus. It's like the one time, the one hour a day, I get on a mat, I breathe properly for an hour and I focus on the the task at hand. Because I can very easily, like I don't know whether you can, but I can cook dinner and not pay attention. I can clean the house. I can do the washing and fold up the washing and not think about that being a completely different country. You do know what I mean? Oh, God. Yeah, I could spend my whole life there. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It's a great place sometimes. It is. I'm constantly not realizing I've even – that's why I lose everything because I'm just I never I can't, never consciously put anything down I just suddenly find like my keys in the freezer <laughs> my sister said she found what did she say I think she said she found something in the pantry the other day like her husband's Christmas present and she's like I couldn't for the life of me find it and then I went to get the flower and there were the pants <laughs> pants in the pantry <laughs> It's a pantry. Yeah. That's where they go. Yeah. Oh, man. Okay. So, so, the, so as, 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 what is it? Asana. Which asana. Is just like, I was like, ass. Oh, no. That's not very relaxing. So when you go to yoga and you do the physical movement, that's just, that's just one of the eight limbs of yoga. So my mantra is I have to – and I have to – I'm either lying down or I'm sitting, sitting up and I do it to guided breathing. So with every exhale, I say, I am lucky. With every inhale, I say, I am happy. With every exhale, I say, I'm grateful. And with every ex- inhale, I say, I'm enough. And I repeat that eight times. Oh, and then wow. I just feel like a sense of calm. And it's nice. I am happy. I'm lucky. I'm grateful. I'm enough. Because oh, that's so nice. <laughs> you know, we're constantly feeling like we aren't enough, you know, like we aren't doing as much as we could. We're constantly forgetting all of the amazing things that happen in our lives and all the people that are there that love us. Um, and I know that we try not to focus too much on being lucky because you do make your own luck, but in some regards you are lucky. Things oh. happen and you're like, wow, that was lucky. Mm. And I remember I'm in a progressive society. I am a woman with a professional job. I have the power to control my own destiny professionally, financially, um, emotionally. So I am happy for that. There are a lot of people that aren't in my position. And then when you think about that, you're like, the world's good. The world's good. Yeah. And then I get up off my mat because I'm sweaty and I go and have a shower. <laughs> sounds so nice. But it only takes two minutes, eight times, probably two minutes, probably not even two minutes. And it just gives me a bit of feeling a bit centred. I really like that. Mm. Okay, I think I'm going to do it. Do you have a mantra? I don't, but oh my God, I sound like an Oprah fanatic. No, I love Oprah. (laughs) Well, she, her mantra that I really liked was um, all will be well. Oh, that's that's, nice. Isn't that nice? That's really nice. And she just says all will be well, all will be well. And she just repeats that. Um, And for a while I had one that was 
I am strong, I am brave, I am love. Oh, that's lovely. So I used that for a while. It's funny, I think for me, in some in times in my life where I've needed it, I've cut to come back to center. Mm. I've used that kind of mantra. Mm-hmm. Um, I used to even just say, and I think it's because I was raised a Catholic, and I'm not a practicing Catholic now or anything. But I used to say the Our Father mm-hmm. in my head when mm-hmm. things go really bad. I sometimes still do that, and I think it's 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 just because it's these words that I've known since I was a kid. And I, and I used to pray with my parents at night and I don't really do it anymore, but I, there's something really comforting in saying words that you've said since Absolutely. you were a child. Something really, but I've, but I've found that I don't find meaning in it in mm. the same way that I would saying the mantra now. Sure. You know? Sure. And, yep. And so I really like that idea of finding your own one to say and then and yeah so in different parts of my life I've sort of needed it but I think I need it now I think I need to piece myself back together yeah a bit well yeah I mean I think you've certainly been been through a lot um and finding words that resonate with you I think is probably the Mm. most important thing um and breathing oh yeah it's the connection between the body and the mind and the soul. Um, oh in all seriousness, it is. But um, yeah, I just I think if you can find a practice that produces calm, especially in those times of heightened anxiety and stress and frustration, disappointment, even despair, if you can come back to those words, it'll just give you a sense of peace, even if it's for that two minutes three minutes a day it really does it really does help and it certainly works really really well for me and it just gives me a, an appreciation for all the good stuff that's mm. in my life because you so easily so easy to focus on the negative you know oh it definitely is I actually think there's really something in habit mm. in small habits for you that you do only for you yep. so making a cup of tea or having a mm-hmm. coffee where you get your coffee from or waking up and doing something for you and I think for me and I think maybe I'm the same as a lot of people particularly now that I have a child that I wake up I've gone to bed a bit late I've woken up because I can hear him crying so Mm -hmm. I'm up during the night to Mm -hmm. you know console him then I go back to bed then I wake up to him crying Mm -hmm. then that once he's up he's kind of running everywhere so I'm just like trying to appease him so I spend my whole day trying to appease him and figure out what he needs and what he wants can't communicate completely yet what exactly he needs and then eventually I put him down for a nap and suddenly I'm like oh I'm exhausted yeah of course and I haven't done I used to before I had him I'd get up, I'd do like some exercise, I'd make myself a cup of tea, I'd spend time making my breakfast Mm. and then the morning is my favourite time of day Mm. and I'd just sit there peacefully and have my breakfast that I'd made that was kind of special, have my coffee and then I'd feel ready for the day. Mm -hmm. And so I think for me for next year and for now really, I need to get up before he wakes up. So I've got that little bit of time that's just for me. What time does he wake up in the morning? Um, it's been getting a bit later. It's about seven now. Okay. So it's doable before it, sometimes it can be five thirty. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> so I'm not getting up before that, but generally now it's a bit more like seven. Mm-hmm. So, um, and I need to go to bed earlier cause I reckon that would really help. 
mm-hmm. because yeah, that just that little bit of quiet in your day or that time to meditate mm. in the morning, not even meditate, but just because meditate freaks me out and makes me think I can't do it. Mm. Can't do it. But breathing mm-hmm. and saying a mantra, I could do that. Yeah. So I think, get all fired up. Yeah. Like, yes, I'm ready to start my day. Exactly. And going back to running. That's yeah. the other thing. Do you know what though? A meditation teacher told me once that quite a first quite a few of her students get into a meditative state when they run. So you don't need to be sitting still necessarily. Like sometimes the physical movement actually encourages in, encourages internal stillness. So that might be your thing. Mm. Especially if you, especially if you feel like at the moment because you haven't been moving, your head's a bit garbled. Maybe that's the thing that gives you the focus, yeah, and and the the clarity. Yeah, totally is. It absolutely is. And I, James, noticed that as well. He was like, "Go for a run." But at the moment, (laughs) because when I was running, it became this scary place for me. It's yeah, actually, of course, it did. Really, it's a really scary place for me, and now I'm a bit scared of it. So where before, and now when I run, when I used to just probably why I fell over because I zone out mm-hmm. and I'm just in my own head space and yeah, probably meditating. I don't know. But now when I run, I'm so conscious of the ground and conscious of every little thing in case I fall over mm. that I don't, it's not as a relaxing space for me. Yeah, of course. But I need to get back on the horse, Chanel. I know. I think that's like everyone. My other thing, and Mm -hmm. I know we should finish soon because we've been going for ages, but I know there are a lot of people out there who are trying to create something or do something, and Mm -hmm. that was really this whole instigation or inspiration, whatever, for this podcast. Mm -hmm. What have you learned about how to keep on doing something? Because I've learned from you so much about that because obviously I find it really difficult and you can see because there's this podcast has been quite sporadic <laughs> though I have at least recorded it um and I haven't edited all of them but how do you like what have you learned about yourself or that teaches you to keep on doing the th- doing things that you want to do like your yoga uh, or your meditation yeah or whatever? um I think just being a bit more I've sort of learned to be a little bit more intuitive and almost get a physical sense of how something feels almost like if something doesn't feel right I almost have a visceral reaction to it like like this my body does not want me to go in that direction so almost like calming down and sensing whether something is going to be right is a way for me to determine whether I'm going in the right direction and once something feels right generally I can kind of barrel through it even if it doesn't quite work out because I know my end goal is whatever and I know it feels right it's expansive it might be difficult and challenging but it's expansive and it's loving and it's open and so I can get through it so I think just maybe focusing on what your end goal may be and your end goal might even be like the end goal that you might set when you decide you want to do something like I want to join a group it might just be you join the group and then when you get there you're like maybe I want to do something so you can always change the, the like you can, yeah you can always change the goal post yeah but I think kind of almost and I don't want to say meditating on it but thinking about whether it feels right internally intuitively if it does then just go for it like don't talk yourself out of it mm. just throw caution to the wind and try 
And if it doesn't work out, then there'll be, it'll just be a lesson and then you try again and you'll try again and again and again and eventually you'll get there. Mm. Be tenacious? I don't know. You're, because, yeah, because I am so admired you this year because you just show up every time like even for our podcast you've always messaged me and been like when do you want a pod when do you want a pod yeah but what I'm the easy this? part though I'm just like I'll just come here and talk and I'm like why haven't you edited those podcasts yet and you've said that I've still got one that I need to do Actually, that's a good point and I'm like oh that's right I was gonna do it all quickly and I was gonna be all smug and I still haven't done it yeah it's the, it's, it's, it's a bit harder than yeah no, yeah. totally. But, it's work. But. but but I think also like with your yoga as well, that you didn't give up, that you just, even when there were points where you're like, I don't know if this is right. Like you had that existential oh, crisis yeah. where you were like, I, this whole thing was pointless and this whole thing was oh, not yeah. And, which is maybe your dark night of the soul and your hero's journey for yeah. yoga. You know, I just think it's, yeah, I've learned a lot about the fact that I think showing up mm even if you do it really half-ass, is important. Yeah, yep. And so you just got to keep showing up. And I think that's what's annoyed me a little bit about the end of this year because of a few things that happened. I haven't been showing up like I'd like to be, mm. showing up for this for the podcast and getting it out there, but also for things like we had to cancel our live shows and even emails. I've, I'm usually really quick on them and I've been mm. really slow and I've been slow to message friends back. And, mm. and I think... It's really hard to just remember that it's okay if it's not perfect. You just yeah. have to show up. Yeah. And yeah. do and cuz if you show up eventually you'll end up with something at the end of it. Yeah. You know, cuz I'd love to have finished this year and gone, yeah, I did the podcast every 2 weeks or mm. every week or something and I haven't finished the year with that feeling. I've sort of finished the year with a oh, I did a few. Mm. You know, or got out yeah. of you. But well, then I guess it's still going. Absolutely. Still I mean, here. I think the thing that I have learned from you is that you kind of let your creativity lead you in directions, whereas my rationality will stop me from going <laughs> in those directions. It's like, no, that's stupid. You're being stupid. Stop it. So I don't even try. <laughs> whereas you'll say, I remember remember the artist you interviewed? You're like, oh, yeah. I really liked her stuff. So I thought I'd contact her and see if she wanted to talk <laughs> to me. And she did. And that was a really yeah. lovely interview. So you yeah. kind of let that um creative intuition just lead you in that direction and it worked out amazingly (laughs) and that's not to say that it'll always work out well but think about the variety of experiences you have because you're a little bit fearless I guess don't you think yeah I guess yeah no I think it's really admirable like I'd be scared to talk to a lot of the people that you have spoken to um, especially people that you consider to be your idols and your heroes I probably just sit there going um, I'm just going to go to the bathroom for the eighth time. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking to Claire Broditch was one of the biggest privileges of my life. Yeah, like I, amazing. Honestly, yeah. That was so amazing I got to do that. I can't believe I got to do that. Yeah, actually. see? How incredible. I can't believe I got to do that. I guess that's – you're right, actually. I am a bit of a hot mess. Yeah, that's – but the, I think but, that, but that's what makes it fun, though, I think. Don't you reckon? Because you will try stuff that other people won't and then... Just all my hair brain schemes. <laughs> that some come off and some end in total disaster. <laughs> That's okay. It's like life is a mess. Don't you reckon? Yeah. It's just one big bloody mess oh, some of the God, time. Oh, Well, that's what this is. Like a big old experiment. I have... And yeah. If you don't um, 
Yeah, I guess that's one thing. James has said that about with me. Life with me is never boring. <laughs> because I'm always like, I wake up in the morning. I'm like, suddenly we should all be doing this. <laughs> and then the next day, like people get really. I have. This, I've noticed this is something, and now I'm going to toot my own horn. Mm. I've noticed something about myself that. I get really excited about something and then I can bring everybody on the journey. Totally. The danger is though that I can get really excited about something and then wake up the next day and hate. And so then I've brought all these people on the journey and everyone's like, but you were so excited about the thing. And I'm like, I don't know about it anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> but people are all like invested. And then what actually has been happening through my life, and I've actually even noticed this, it's starting to with Planet Broadcasting. I bring everyone into something that I've just some harebrained thing that I'm like, yes, this is the best thing ever. Let's all do it. And then I get completely over it within a couple of weeks. But then what kind of cool thing happens is that other people like the idea so much that they keep doing it. Mm-hmm. And I walk away and there's still an idea that's Yeah, happened. of course. Sometimes, sometimes not. But yeah, so I guess maybe I just have to embrace the fact that I'm like that. Yeah, no, it's <laughs> wonderful. I think, it's I mean. frustrating yeah. though. <laughs> It's really annoying. Yeah, but you also don't want to live your life being like, you know what? I'm never going to do anything or try anything different because it's just too scary and it might not work out. That would be so boring. That's true. Or I get bored with it real quick and it fizzles out. And I mean, mean, it's the lovely thing that you bring people along the journey because the other thing is, right, people, everybody has different skill sets. And so maybe the thing that you manifested in your head requires somebody with, I don't know, a mathematical mind or a scientific mind. Or a consistent ability yeah. to commit to something and just keep producing it. Yeah. <laughs> As opposed to me that like, well, even with Planet Broadcasting, I now have the wonderful Raw Collings who does the website and mm-hmm. he's so consistent. He is the epitome of consistent, mm-hmm. creative person who just like works his bloody bum off and just runs this whole thing like the whole website and it's so amazing and I just am in awe of how he does that yeah and so it was kind of like my idea that now I don't have to like do much on because he yeah. does that part of it and so maybe I'm just maybe that's what I need to just do with things like with kind of broadcasting just delegate everything totally and then move on to the that's next that's what thing. good leaders do though they they arrange a team that has different like a diversity in skills and competencies and personality traits mm. and they assign people in their team to particular jobs because I know that that's their strength because you can't do everything that's just that's impossible so <laughs> that's not sure. what are you talking about it's a pockle in the kettle black you're in a team of one may I remind you at the moment <laughs> but yeah I know exactly you can't you can't do everything and, and if you try, and I, that's something I've learned this year as well, if you try to do everything and be everything, mm. you just end up with a hole in your face. Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> or just like... I'm so... I'm, see, I admire that you can even make a light of that situation. <laughs> what else are you going to do? You have to laugh on yeah. your right. Like, realistically, though, that is something, and I didn't want to learn from it, but that is something I have really learned, mm. that you... You, you can't try and do everything all at once. Yeah. And that life is going to throw things at you that you never expected. And so you have to have a toolbox ready mm-hmm. to combat them. Mm-hmm. And so you just have to pick up all these, make, make these opportunities, bad, terrible thing that's happened to you and immediately go, what am I going to learn from it? Yeah. What is it here to teach me? Yeah. Which is like... 
which is that I think is why I was screaming it to my mum when she came in. I'm not learning anything from this because so many bad things had happened that I was like learning all the time. And every time something bad happened, I'd be like, no. This is a lesson. It's a lesson. It's a lesson in growth, blah, blah. And this thing was just like the icing on the cake. And then I ended up probably learning more from it than anything else. Yeah. And I mean, also, when you're in that moment of pure despair and disaster, it's very hard to start learning the lessons. You have to kind of look back and go, oh, gotcha. Yeah. So true. Oh, God. So I guess it's, if anything, 2017 and Just Make the Thing, Mm. this first year that we've done Mm -hmm. it, and it will not be the last. Mm. No. I probably just need to find an editor. That's what I need to do. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I need to find an editor that I can just ship off these files to. Mm-hmm. How would that, be? that would be great. And then they just upload them. They could maybe make us sound smart too, if that's wow. possible. <laughs> and, how would I, and I could just give them my intro and my exit. Yeah. Okay, yep. I think I might do it. Yeah. I should pay someone. To, okay, maybe that's the thing. And then mm. we can just talk and yep. then I don't have to stress about it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but it is, it's that idea that we, yeah, be a bit bold and fearless. And if you stuff up, don't worry, I've stuffed it up for you. (laughs) People have failed a million times over. Of course. So yeah, if you're a person out there who's got a creative thing and an idea, just bloody get it on board. And then if it fails, oh, well, it's made your life a bit more interesting. Yeah, (laughs) exactly. Now you have something to talk about at dinner. Right, exactly. You've got something to start a podcast about yeah. with your mate around the corner. <laughs> exactly. Oh, yeah. dear. So here's to 2018. Yes. Another year of learning. Another year of learning. Have you got anything for people to recommend over for, their Christmas break that they, to listen and um, read So I've been reading the trilogy written by Kevin Kwan. He's like an Asian writer, a Chinese oh. writer. Um the first one's called uh, Crazy Rich Asians and the second <laughs> one's called China Rich Girlfriend and the third one I'm reading at the moment is called Rich People Problems and it basically talks about, he's very funny, but he talks about the cultural hierarchy in China and how um, how money is used as currency over there in a way that us mere mortals will never understand. Like people that have so much wealth, they don't even yeah. know what to do with it. Yeah. Um, and he talks about family dynamics and how oh. chi- um, Chinese culture still trickles down into, you know, even the newer generations and how that impacts on the way that families live their lives, who marries whom. It's just, oh. it's just very interesting and it's very, very funny. Um, I think anyone that comes from a close, sort of relatively close-knit family – or a bigger family will kind of understand some of the references he makes because they're kind of they're like familiar in some yeah, way, shape, yeah. or form to you. So yeah. I would highly recommend that. Okay. Very, very good. Oh, About that you, awesome. Other than Oprah, which I'm going to go download as soon as I get oh, home. Man, by the it's way, so good. Super Soul conversations, amazing. Too many ads. I'll have to say that. Too oh, many okay. ads. I wouldn't do those ads like that, Oprah. Mm-hmm. I should ring her and tell her. You should. She can come onto Planet Royal. Yeah. Why not? I'm sure she needs us. Um, but yeah, I would highly recommend that. Um, I would also. Is this? She's a bit of a tra- like. It's not trashy, but it's mm. sort of just light-hearted. But any of Leanne Moriarty's. Books oh yeah, are yep. great fun. Yeah, I've just been reading through her catalogue of books, and now I'm up to, um, oh, the husband's secret. Okay, and they're just fun. They're kind of good like, for summer. Yeah, they're just easy reads. Yes, um, and there's 
nothing really much to learn from them. Yeah, it's good. Necessarily. You don't have it's to learn just, a lesson every time. Yeah, they're just stories about women from a women's perspective. Mm-hmm. And I've really, yeah, I've just really been enjoying her work. So they're good summer reads. Lovely. Um, uh, and also the New York Times, oh. all of their journalism, mm-hmm. all of their articles are incredible. I've got a little subscription now to their online stuff. I would mm-hmm. totally recommend that. How much does it cost for a subscription? It's not very much. Okay. Like, oh, I can't remember now. A couple of dollars. Okay. Maybe a week or something. Yep. Um, and a lot of it's free as well. You can just download yep. it for free. And it's so, there's so many excellent articles. All of their um, sort of research into Harvey Weinstein fascinating like they were responsible for breaking that story and sharing it with everyone so powerful because it's really a year for women you know feminism was the word of the year this year yeah and I really feel like women are coming into their power in their own because actually this is a tangent but Mm. you know that hero story I was talking about one the research has shown that actually through history there has never been any women written about in those hero tales because it's always been the man that goes on the hero's journey, okay. obviously, right? Yeah. And But that doesn't mean that women aren't out there doing their own hero's journeys. And so there are thousands and millions of women who should be doing that because I, I think it's not a man experience, this hero thing. I think it's a human experience. Yeah, of course. And so I'd really recommend Goodnight Stories for Rebel Girls. Um, because that's a really, it's such a beautiful book. If you've got kids, it's mm-hmm. a great Christmas present. And it's just like all these beautiful stories with artwork about women, like heroic women, women who've gone on hero's journeys mm-hmm. and, you know, from Amelia um, Earhart to Jane Austen to Helen Keller to, um, you know, activists and Hillary Clinton, you know, any kind of female that's been out there trying to make the world a better place. Yep. And it's written, they're written in the way that fairy tales are written, like Once Upon a Time. Oh, okay. And it's just, lovely. They're really gorgeous. So actually that would be a great present for your niece. Yeah. Really awesome book. So I would recommend those. She does um, want a kitten from Santa though. <laughs> oh, that was such a beautiful Santa letter that you read to me from her. I love it. So cute. So anyway, they're my recommendations. Um, and I have a two-year-old as well. I recommend <laughs> not having a two-year-old. No, not really. He's beautiful. I love him to bits. Okay, well, happy Christmas, happy everybody. Happy Christmas, everyone. Happy New Year. We'll see you in 2018. We will, hopefully a bit more consistently Yay. with an editor. Yay. <laughs> okay, thanks, everyone. Bye. Bye. Listening to the final episode of 2017 of Just Make the Thing, a podcast for people like me who want to start a thing and keep on making it. Thanks for checking out the show, and here's to 2018 and all of the adventures. This year, starting in February, we're going to release an episode a week. So that is very, very exciting. As I've said before, Mr. Raw Collings is going to help us with that, the editor of our wonderful website, planetbroadcasting.com. So stick the course, stay with us, see if we can pull it off. I think that we can, especially now that Oprah's back, as I said before. Anything's possible when that woman is around. So let's get started. Email us at justmakethethingpod at gmail.com. You can find me on Twitter at Mrs. Sunday Movies or on Instagram at Claire Tonti and at our website, planetbroadcasting.com and all of the things. So we will see you next week. Thanks for checking out the show. Bye.
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.